today, we're very excited to talk about the Office for Safe and Healthy Neighborhoods One Love Louisville Youth Implementation Team. It's a mouthful. That's why we call it OCEAN, for Office for Safe and Healthy Neighborhood, which has been doing incredible work in our community. When you think about what every citizen should expect, they should expect that they live in a neighborhood that is safe and healthy. So there's many ways we can achieve that as a city, and we're going to be talking about a few of them today with specific focus on how our youth implementation team or advisory board helps us ensure that we're doing the right things and focusing on the right things in the community. So to start our conversation, we're going to spend a few minutes with our office director, Rashad Abdurrahman, and talk about basically what the youth implementation team is and why it exists, and then we're going to be interviewing two of our fabulous members of the team. So Rashad, tell us a little bit about your experience with the youth team and you know, why we started it and what kind of information we get back and how we use that. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Mayor. I appreciate the opportunity to be on the podcast with you today and to talk about some work that is near and dear to my heart, our youth implementation team. And this work began as we looked at developing a comprehensive violence prevention strategy out of the Office for Safe and Healthy Neighborhoods. We knew that we needed to have and center an, an opportunity to elevate youth voice, youth leadership and youth advocacy in what our city can be doing to ensure that we are the safest city possible. And so we worked to not only develop a youth action plan that identified some of the uh, main ways that youth are impacted by community violence, but also to establish a youth team that would serve as an advisory board for my office when we look at the work that we are doing to develop this comprehensive strategy but also would serve as a group that you would meet with mayor to talk about ways that they can uh, elevate matter, issues that matter the most to them, um, and to think about as a city, how we divert resources, how we put in place uh, policies and practices and structures that benefit young people, um, and that ultimately reduce youth violence in our community. Yeah, I mean, one of the things we always gotta be careful of, and it's, it's I would say, any organization, do you spend time with the people that are affected by your product or your service? or you just hang out in an office and kind of tell people the way it is. And so I'm really proud of Ocean's really outreach program, spent a lot of time in the community, and then bringing the community into us with our youth implementation team. So give us a, an update on kind of some of the things that uh, are most salient to you when you listen to our youth implementation team. Mm. So, Mayor, I've been working with youth for probably about 15 years now, and it always amazes me how often I am amazed by young people. You know, I think I've got it together, and I walk into the room with these incredible young people, and I'm just blown away every single time. And it's not only, I think, the, the brilliance that these youth um, demonstrate every time that we're talking with them and the incredible ideas that they have, uh, but I think it's the honesty and the integrity uh, with which they hold themselves. And I think the courage that they have when they're speaking to what matters to them, when they're speaking to uh, what, what issues they're experiencing, what problems they're seeing, um, and their commitment uh, their, as they come back uh, every, for every meeting, as they show up uh, for events, their commitment um, to making their city a better place is inspiring for me. And so, you know, I'm amazed, I'm inspired, and I'm honored, I think, to, to have this incredible group of folks who place their trust in us to, to come and to work alongside us. Um, and so to your point, Mayor, you know, youth in our city are often most directly impacted by community violence, and so they've got to be at the table 
uh, when we're having discussions or when we're formulating strategies to reduce youth violence and, and not in a way that's tokenized, but in a way that really lifts up what young folks want to see us doing um, and how they want to see us doing it. And so one of the, the big takeaways for me is that it also debunks this idea that our youth are the leaders of tomorrow and in reality, our young folks are the leaders of today um, and have really continued to demonstrate that um, for now, it's been about four years now that we've been uh, hosting our youth team and it's gotten better and better every year. Well, one of the things that I always take away is that, you know, we observe a lot of things in our office and we try to pull together conclusions that make sense to, for the public to hear. When we meet with the youth implementation team, they, they live the reality of what we observe. Mm -hmm. And I just appreciate the uh, honesty of which you all communicate it, not like it's a, a discovery, but it's just like, here's what we're living right. with in our community. Now, how can we come to the table to make it better? So it really is invaluable in that sense. So before we go over to our guest here today, how can a young person become a member of the youth team, Rashad? A number of different ways, Mayor. They can give us a call out uh, of our office. It's 502-574-1903. They can follow us on Facebook or Twitter and uh, instant message us or message our, our page and request information. They can go online at onelovelu.org and reach out to us that way. Um, or just, you know, uh, stop by uh, at 517 Court Place and, uh, you know, drop by, come by and pick up an application there as well. Great. And I guarantee you, you will enjoy the experience. So let's switch over and talk to a couple of our uh, team members right now. Uh, we've got two young ladies in the, in the podcast room with us right now. So how about if we talk with just kind of introduce yourself, tell a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with the team. Um, hi, my name is Cindy Tucker. Um, I go to DuPont Manual High School. Um, how I got involved um, with the youth implementation team, um, I knew some people that were like, hey, you'd be great for this team. Um, why don't I hook you up, give you some connections, and bada boom. Um, that's how it was. And so um, I met a bunch of great people. Um, so that's pretty much how I got involved. Um, some things about me, um, about myself, is that I um, host a TV show um, in matter of interpretation along with being um, part of a, um, a radio show. I'm a teen host there as well. Um, yeah. Okay, well, I didn't know that. So you bring a lot to the party in terms of communication. This was a natural thing for you to do. <laughs> yes, that's true. Good, good. Well, we're delighted to have you. Hi, my name is Imani Smith. I'm currently a senior at Eastern High School. where We're graduating this year. You and me, Sydney, we're, we're both graduating this year. I'll be attending Center College next year. Um, really how I found out about um, the youth implementation team was that I was just seeing a lot of other youth, a lot of other um, determined, competent youth um, getting involved with this program. And I was, I, was, I was really convinced that this was something that I needed to be a part of. Um, um, another person that sort of works with your office, Althea Jackson, um, she does Metro Matters. Um, she's very active in this office. She sort of nudged me along to be a part of this program. Um, and then just my involvement from this past summer with being a part of the American Legion Auxiliary Girls Nation um, and getting to sort of get a glimpse of how politics, um, how government works. Um, I think that's it all kind of culminated in that I'm here, so. So it's like, what are your all's observations? I mean, you know, you're kind of on the inside a little bit mm -hmm. in terms of understanding how things 
how information comes to our office, how we process it, how do we try to improve the community. Share a little bit with us your observations on how things work or don't work, what surprised you, not surprised you. Um, do your research first, <laughs> most definitely. If you're going to go into something, make sure you do your research. Um, there's a lot to learn and a lot to see and a lot to observe. Don't automatically assume that you know everything. Um, and observation is also key um, when working with people, especially bright, intelligent people like the people I'm working with now. Um, I think that just from my being a part of this team, definitely what I have observed um, is just how intricate Metro government is. Um, prior to being prior to being a part of this team, I had sort of an idea of how maybe things worked, um, but then coming on to this team, I am still somewhat of a newbie. Um, but being a part of this team, seeing how intricate the different layers of this government, um, seeing how everything sort of works together, um, all the different departments, all of the different initiatives, um, it was definitely a, a big eye-opener for me. So yeah, that, that's basically what I observed from just this this first year. All right, so let, let's get down to the reality of kind of what you guys are living each and every day mm -hmm. uh, in terms of what you think city government needs to know that we really don't understand or we're not acting uh, quickly enough or just kind of seem to be out of touch. I mean, that's the role of the team, right? We want you all to come in here and either affirm what we're doing or give us a whack on the side of the head to say, you know, we're really off base in this particular area. So. What kind of advice do uh, you have for me today? Hit me hard, too. <laughs> um, I would say definitely there's a ton of platforms um, that are in the community today. Um, I guess what I would suggest is lifting those platforms higher, um, having them you know, have a loud voice in order for us to really hear instead of, and listen instead of just hear. You know, um, that's definitely one of the things. So you've mentioned this twice now, do your homework, listen. Are you reacting to what you see people not doing when you say that? I mean, that's great professional advice, but why do you emphasize these areas? Why emphasize it? I mean, again, you just don't know everything. And I feel like when you listen to people, you find out the other person's understanding, other's perspective. And that is a good key to have. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's a great life lesson for anybody, mm -hmm. right? Because we have some folks come mm -hmm. in and just say, you know, you all don't understand, you need to do this, 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 right. and the other thing without even understanding the context of what we're trying to do. Now, we try to, we're obviously, we want to always be open, right? But what's feasible for us to do together as a community is kind of the sweet spot that we're trying to find so that we can actually get things done. So Imani, how about you? Much give us some advice or observations. Um, I think just from this year, first I would like to say that I believe that this office is doing incredible, incredible work. Um, uh, let me just go ahead and throw that out there, that you have given us an amazing platform to be able to speak on the issues that are plaguing youth today, speaking about the issues that a lot of youth face, because let's be honest, a lot of the issues that we face today our parents didn't face the same exact issues. They had their own issues of their generation, um, but our issues are different. Um, but I would say that probably one of the things that if I were to advise you about um, is probably just like what Sydney said, still putting those platforms out there, putting those issues out there and allowing them to be totally visible. Um, now, of course, there, there will be room for discretion, 
um, concerning those issues, but definitely uplifting the issues that are facing all of us. Um, so yeah, basically well, just, just that. All right, so let's get a little more specific because uh, when we talk about safe and healthy neighborhood, we, mm -hmm. we created that office, uh, well, it started, these seeds of the office started in 2012 when, we, mm -hmm. when there was a triple homicide in the mm -hmm. community. And us, the community is saying, that's not who we are. You know, right. How can we stop violence? How can we stop the roots of violence, et cetera? So when we think about some of the challenges that we've had in the past several years, you know, we think about opioid abuse and, uh, you know, distribution of drugs related to that, uh, guns on the street, people enforcing distribution through violence, et cetera. So kind of what, give us some observations about what you see in terms of kind of serious street problems that are concerning to you all? I guess uh, the main thing that really sticks to mind is people are saying, and I have noticed this, how people sometimes are set up to fail um, sometimes. They have a environment where they don't feel safe, um, for one, and they just don't seem to have the resource or the help. Um, and it's kind of terrifying. <laughs> yeah. well, I, mean, um, I, I ask people, imagine how you would feel. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, that's definitely what. So that's just, I mean, the result of all these factors coming at you on the street, and you're saying, okay, what do I do? What do you expect me to do? I don't know where to go. Mm. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So um, I'm guessing, for example, um, police brutality. Um, that's a big thing that's brought up. Um, how I remember a conversation where someone was saying that police departments are right outside of the environment which they assume, hey, there's gonna be trouble here. And once you assume, people automatically have the you know, mindset of, oh, they don't, they don't trust us, they don't care, you know, something like that. Yeah. Well, that's something we're working through all the time, right? In terms of police community legitimacy, the police are aware that they're only as legitimate as the community sees them, right? It cannot mm -hmm. be, how do you say, well, we're the police, we're in charge. Okay, there's some aspects of truth to that, but then the question is, how do you co-produce safety together between the police department and all of our citizens? And that youth voice is so important uh, in that co-production. Right. Um, I would... You mentioned the opioid, the opioid crisis, excuse me. Um, some of the issues that, that I've observed and that um, our group has also taken on this year, and we've spoken with you about this in our meetings, is that of mental health, violence, and drugs. Um, one of our members, she said complacency is violence. Complacency itself is violence. Um, but those three issues that we sort of just tackled on this year, um, those have been so poignant in our city. Um, there's definitely something that I see when I'm just driving, when I'm just in the car with my mother. Um, you, you see the impact of these issues on youth. Um, you see them in our schools. Um, you see them in our places of worship. These are real issues that are affecting youth, and they're issues that if we do not, um, if we do not tackle on, if we do not take them head on, that they will affect the next generation, and they've already begun to. So I think that what we've sort of been affixed with now is trying to figure out, okay, well, how do we sort of 
stop this from progressing. So definitely those issues are what, that we've taken on, those are what I've seen. We're in the middle of budget discussions right now, mm-hmm. and it's a challenging time because we've got this extra pension cost, which means mm-hmm. services are being cut because the revenue was not raised. So there's some discussion about you know how do you allocate resources in a community, and some people are saying we need more police officers, uh, the activities like what Safe and Healthy Neighborhoods is doing is nice, but it's not you know, absolutely essential. It should just be police officers making sure uh, this, the streets are safe. I mean, do you all agree with that, or is, there, is it a little bit more nuanced than that? Personally, I believe that there is a dire need for both. Because yes, we do have police officers who are doing incredible work. They are doing incredible work within this city, but the Office of Safe and Healthy Neighborhoods, they take on these issues and they, they really try to encourage and galvanize community involvement, community, um, just people being a part of their community and, and knowing about the issues and, and becoming, and just being involved. Um, on March 21st, when they took that vote, um, we actually draft, well, not drafted, we delivered a speech um, at the Metro Council meeting, and we, we did push for um, them to just um, increase the insurance premium tax, and even though that was voted down, and we are still faced with this issue of how do we fill this financial gap that's coming from Frankfurt, um, definitely, we, we definitely need both. We need the services within our community. They are an essential part of what makes Louisville Louisville. Well, we found that when they're funded, we get results. Right. Right? Of Sydney. course. Um, most definitely. Um, I'm just going to go back to the platforms real quick um, to say that they, like, I would say ask if they need any help, most definitely. Um, like, hey, do you need any help? But, um, most definitely. Uh, we need services in our community. Um, and there's different views on things and everything, but I feel like for the budgeting, it should go towards the voice of the people and what, and what, they, what their perspective is. Right. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah, and I can't tell you, I was so proud of you all when you were, went and spoke to the council I mean, so you're taking the work of the implementation team to the next level, you know, to advocate for public policy. And that is just a step that most people didn't work. So, so we didn't win that one, okay? Mm-hmm. But now your all's voice is in the process, and we're going to keep, keep fighting. That's what I would encourage everybody to do, stand up for what you believe in. You know, if there's injustice anywhere, it's injustice to all of us. So we've got to speak out against that. And you all have been a great agent for change in that. Uh, we'll be announcing at the next meeting. But, you know, we've talked also a lot about vaping right. and that. So that has really influenced us to push for tighter controls both locally and, uh, and statewide. And then I'm a member of the United States Conference of Mayors. So we will be, well, we have introduced a resolution to ensure that communities around the country are more than aware of the dangers of electronic cigarettes and vaping especially in our high schools. It's become a big epidemic. So all the mayors of America will vote on that in about a month. I'm sure that it will pass. That has been influenced by you guys making that happen with our youth implementation team. So that's the way what's supposed to happen of, you know, knowledge of what's happening, influencing us, 
passing public policy. Good job to you guys. I just want to say thank you very much. I mean, that's when you know you're making a difference. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so let's close with your plans for the future. You're both high school yeah. seniors, and uh, change is coming your way. Cindy, you were saying that? Yes, it really is. <laughs> I'm faster than I think. Um, but yeah, um, I guess for my plans for the future, um, I'm planning on attending Spalding University with a double major in business and accounting. Um, and what I'm planning on pursuing with that um, degree is um, being a CEO of my own homeless shelter. Yes. Um, because I noticed that um, one third to 25% of the homeless people are mentally ill. And um, it's definitely a problem today, um, an issue that we definitely need to discuss. Um, and people are not quite understanding um, all the sweepings and things like that going on. So, Tremendous goal. Yeah. Want to help you with that. Imani? So I guess my goal, <laughs> um, my, go my goals for the future, like I said, I'll be attending Center College this fall. Um, I will be on a pre-law studies program. Um, I will be majoring in politics and minoring in international studies. So we'll see where that takes me. Um, from there, I'll probably, I, I, not probably, I will be going to law school. Um, and after that, I'll just be pursuing um, casework, um, doing a lot with nonprofits, continuing sort of what I've started to muster up with the youth implementation team and sort of just furthering the work that we've already started. So. Well. We can't thank you enough. Rashad, thank you for your leadership. And Nimani and Sydney, thank you guys for being such valuable members of the team. And look forward to doing more good work with you all. So this has been the Mayor Greg Fisher Podcast. Until the next time.